The Path of Resistance podcast is the podcast for people wanting to learn how living life with intentionality can lead us to living our best lives. In today's world, the norm is to follow the path of least resistance, which leads to mediocrity at best. Instead, you should strive to take the path of resistance, knowing that what's to come is sweeter than what you ever could have imagined. I'm your host, Carly Welty. Join me as I interview guests who have taken the path of resistance in all areas of life and are here to share the beauty that has brought them. On this journey, you can expect to hear stories about finances, faith, business, mindset, and anything in between. Let's dive in. Today, I'd like to introduce to you Sarah Thomas with Burn Fat and Feast. She's a personal trainer, fitness instructor, nutrition coach, business mentor, and mom of three. She empowers women both in her community and all over the country to live their healthiest life possible. Her focus is first on embracing her client and opening their minds to the beauty within. We start out talking about how she opens her clients' minds to the beauty within and then move into things that will help you find success, including affirmations and finding your why. Here's today's episode. Hi, Sarah. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. Okay, so let's dive in with my first question. What is an example of a path of resistance you have decided to take that has led to a more beautiful result than taking the path of least resistance? Yes. So I actually have two examples and one is business related and one is personal related, uh, but they're both somewhat intertwined because they're both with health and and fitness. So I have such a journey with wellness in general. I was a very overweight, obese child. I was an anorexic teenager. I was an over-exercising adult, under-eating adult, when I say adult, young adult. And so from, from that perspective, personally, I had a path of resistance in many, many ways of trying to figure out kind of on my own for lots of years and decades of my life, how wellness fit into my life easily and how it fits, you know, in my teen years versus my twenties, my thirties, and now in my mid forties. And so that that could have, I could have taken a path of least resistance and just gone through, you know, under eating forever and ever and ever, or just kind of been like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. I won't focus on my physical health, my emotional health. Um, but that path of, of resistance that I took actually led me to be where I am today personally. And that is just truly feeling my very best. I'm a mom of three. I'm 45 years old. I feel my very best physically. I'm in my best shape ever spiritually. I'm grounded. I just have a really good handle on my body inside and out my hormones, my metabolism, all of those things. And so taking that path of resistance and figuring it out and diving into research and, and finding what was going to work through the decades of my life has been such a eye-opening and an awe experience for me personally. And the, the other one is business related. And so I said they were both intertwined because my business is wellness. Uh, our business burn fat and feast was born from my experience, my personal experience. And so I never actually necessarily wanted to own a business. I never really set out to do that in my life. It just happened organically because of my personal experience, because of my journey. I had so many friends and colleagues 
asking what was happening in my life, how I was changing. And they could see physically and see it uh, within, within me and just my relationships, how I was changing. And so from there, my business was born. And that is definitely, anybody's listening that owns a business, it is definitely the path of resistance <laughs> because it's a, it's a, it's a learning curve every single day you're learning something from it. And, uh, you know, I could have just taken all that knowledge and, and kept it to myself and not really worried about sharing it to the world, but I did take the path of building this business from nothing and from the ground up and sharing it to the world. And so we have had our business and out in the world for 10 years now, and it has been the the most, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how, how to describe it. It has been the, the best experience of my life. It's been the most challenging experience of my life, but at the end of the day, building this business has, has allowed me to share my knowledge with everyone in the world. And so to me, that is priceless. Yeah. And that's so inspiring because you kind of like dug deep, figured it out for yourself. And then, like you said, people were asking and you wanted to help them. And that's what led you to creating that business. So that's really cool. Um, and then also you're the first wellness and slash fitness person that I've interviewed, which I think goes great with the theme because of like the path of resistance, just explaining what that means to people, because the best, like simplest example is probably health and like, you know, eating a bag of potato chips versus like a vegetable for a snack. And so it's funny how that fits so well in our theme. And so thanks for telling us about your path of resistance. And then so as a nutrition coach, you kind of help your clients like go through their own path of resistance and like take the steps to better themselves. And so you help them with their diet and their exercise. But another thing that I've noticed that you strive to focus on is embracing your clients and opening their minds to the beauty within. So can you expand on how your clients kind of go through that path of resistance and why it's so important? Yes, this is one of the foundations of what we teach in our program and in our lifestyle in general. Because number one, we work with women and women have this tendency to place all the stress, right? All, everything on their plate. We need to do all the things and do all the things well. We also have a tendency to have a mindset of if I can't do all the things, I'm failing. And so that is carried with us every single day, you know, the feeling of that we failed or the feeling that everyone else is doing things differently or better than us. And so when we talk about opening their mind to the beauty within, it's digging into the positive self-talk and digging into what they've been saying to themselves day after day, year after year, decades after decades, really, um, what they start saying to themselves at an early age, like in their teenage years, and they carry with them forever in their life and how we can get them to see that those, those things that they're telling themselves aren't the truth. And, you know, there's a lot of research out there that says, if you, if you say it enough to yourself mentally, 
physically, you know, out loud or just to yourself, you say it enough, it becomes your reality, it becomes your truth. And so our job and my job in particular is to pull the layers back to say, I know you've been telling yourself that and you truly believe it to be the truth, but that's not, that's not what's here for you. That is not your, uh, your calling. You're not meant to be this woman who's fatigued, who maybe is carrying excess weight, who, um, is stressed, who has hormones all over the board. You're actually meant for something better and you're meant to be living this full life. And so we start with that. And that is, that's a mindset game. And that is a process that we go through. It's not something, unfortunately, that happens quickly. It's not something that happens within a few weeks. It's a process over a few months. And, and once we get to the, this, the, the foundation of, and the beginnings of changing that mindset and that self-talk, it's constant practice, right? And I, and I think of this as pulling weeds, right? Pulling weeds in your garden, they're always there. The weeds are always there. You're always pulling them. You don't pull the weeds once and then walk away and be like, okay, I'm done. We're done here. And we're moving on. And that's all wellness, but especially the mindset piece. We can't just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to start using this positive self-talk. And once I get it, moving, then I'm good. I can walk away. We continually have to practice it daily practice of how we're talking to ourselves and how we walk through our day with positivity and having our, our cup be half full versus half empty. And I will tell you one of the things, just a little, uh, you know, takeaway here for your listeners. One of the things that we do is tell our clients to write down some daily affirmations. And I, I practice this myself and I go, again, you go back to these, you have to continually revisit these, but those affirmations are things that maybe you're not quite there with, but you want to be there. So I'll give you an example of what one of mine is right now. One of mine is that I am fully present with my family and I don't feel currently that I'm always fully present with my family because, well, I'm a business owner. <laughs> it's constant, right? It, like your mind is always business. And then on the next thing. And so I always feel that my mind goes back to business, even when I am with my family, with, with my children. But that's what I want right now in my life is to have the ability to shut it off and be fully present with those that I love when I have the opportunity to be with them. And so that for me is something that I read every day. It's on a post-it note. It's in my bathroom. I have four of them right now. That's one of them. It's in my bathroom. I see it every single day. I say it to myself every single time I'm in my bathroom brushing my teeth and I say them out loud every day. And every single day I find my myself making steps towards being that person that I want to, to be. And so that's where we start with finding that beauty within. I love at the very beginning, how you said that it was the foundation that you started with because a lot of people, but women in general too, they just aren't even aware that of this negative self-talk and you just want to 
you want to put them towards the path of saying, hey, first, you need to be aware of this. Like whenever these thoughts come up, it's so subconscious for some people that they don't even realize it's happening, which is crazy because it affects like every part of your life, right? It affects your wellness. It affects your health. It affects the relationships with your loved ones. And so just being aware, I think, is super important. I also love how you said that it's a process. I absolutely have never heard the pulling weeds thing, but I love it because it's so true. I love a good analogy, but pulling Mm -hmm. weeds, like you have to keep doing it and then they grow back and you have to pull them again. So that's amazing. I love that. And then I really like the affirmations. Are there specific things that you should write affirmations about or how, how do you suggest like writing a specific affirmation in your life? Yeah, good question. So, you know, we can look at our life in different buckets and I am a very visual type of person. So I often bucket things in my life, for example, Mm -hmm. business and relationships and finances and, you know, all these different buckets that we can, you know, put things in our life where we want to have certain goals and certain aspirations in them. So I think that's an easy way for people to compartmentalize what they want out of each of those, but then pull them all together and like pick one, pick one from each category. Now, I will also say that, you know, when we talk about balance in life, that it's never truly a balance, like we're balancing, you know, a scale, so to speak, because you could look at your financial bucket and think, I'm good. I don't feel that I need to pull anything from that right now. I feel like I'm on a really good track with my finances. And so when you look at those buckets, there could be one where you're like, that's okay. We don't need to, we don't need to make one of those for that, but you may have to physical health affirmations that you, you write down. So I truly feel like you need to look at your life as a whole brain, dump it, compartmentalize it, and then pull four, maybe five, I I say three to four is plenty to work on at one time. Because again, I like to say to my clients, often you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. So if you're trying to do 10 different things at once, you will feel whether you're failing or not, you're going to feel that you're not making progress towards those. And so by picking three or four of them that are the biggest ones, you'll have the greatest impact on your life to choose the ones that are most impactful. I tell my clients also to take them, look at all of them. Let's say you have 10 look at all 10 of them and then start saying, okay, this one's a priority. This one's a priority. And you, maybe you have five priorities. That's fine. But what's the one, the biggest one, I call this the domino. What's the domino, the first domino, right? Because if you, if you line up your dominoes and you tip over the first domino, what happens? All the others fall into place, right? They Mm -hmm. all fall into place. So if you choose the very biggest one that you need to work on, then all the others typically will just move where they need to move. I have a client right now who is really working on meal planning. She said, I, you know, I work out, you know, okay, not as much as I should, but I'm work, I'm moving my body, but I really need to focus on eating better. And so in part of our program, we give our clients meal plans every week. Like it's all there for them. The system's there, everything's there, but you know, I can't be in their house and make them do it every single day. So she said, I have to focus on that. And that is her big thing right now. And so she's been doing this 
for four to six weeks at this point in time. And she's already said just by meal planning and having the food there and available and ready, she is already creating more energy in her day. She's already able to wake up early in the morning because she's eating better and she's fitting more workouts in, in her day. So that one thing, meal planning has pulled so many other dominoes forward that are just snowballing into what she wants out of her life. Mm -hmm. And I think it was you that I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about the 2080 rule where 20% of your effort affects 80% of, of your outcome. Can you talk about yes. that and the domino effects? Cause I feel like that really relates right now. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So yeah, 20% of, of what you do, it impacts 80%. Of, so, so basically if you look at it as, okay, your entire day, what you do in one day, only 20% of what you're doing in that day truly matters. <laughs> right. So it's, it's kind of, when I think about this, I'm like, oh, it's kind of sad because I feel like <laughs> it should have been more of my time. Right. Uh, so, but truly those 20, the 20% of the things that you do every day impact most of, of what you're trying to do. And so, yeah, it, it relates so well to the domino because what are those 20% things? If you're only focusing on those big things, another way to look at this is your big three. I talk about your big three a lot, like every day, what it, what are the big, the three things that you have to accomplish, or you have to make some sort of progress with that's going to push everything forward. And that's your 20% because let's be honest, you're going to do way more than three things in your entire day. Right. But if you're only focused on those three things, those are your 20%. Those are the big dominoes that pushes everything else forward and, and, and just escalate your life in so many areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's good to think of whenever you're, so I've, I've been trying to do like the three most important things per day. So it, it can yeah. be stressful to think of that, but also enlightening at the same time, uh, depending yeah. on your, your mindset well, and your outtake. And we, and especially business owners, we, are, we look at that and think, that's great, but I have 20 more things <laughs> that I want to accomplish. I need to accomplish this day. So breaking it down to your top three is a challenge in many ways sometimes, but it is I cannot tell you how much it impacts your, not just your productivity and your day, but the feeling that you get. I always relate things to how you feel, because at the end of the day, if you feel accomplished, if you feel that you have taken steps forward in your day, that's what matters the most. And that's, that's what we're after is that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Feeling drive, emotion drives so much. We, we try not to let it, you know, we have to be motivated from within, but that feeling really gets us. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I want to go back and talk about positive thoughts for a second. So is there any advice that you give your clients whenever they like constantly are having their, they've gone past the awareness hill. So now they're being aware of the negative thoughts that they're telling themselves. But once they are aware of the negative thoughts, how do you transform them into positive thoughts and positive self-talk? Yeah, part of that is is some of the actions that we put in place, like the affirmations I was talking about in the consistency, the consistency is, is key with anything, right? Whether we're talking about positive self-talk, we're talking about doing your workouts, meal planning, you know, making time with your spouse, having that consistency is going to push you ahead. But the other thing that is huge in what we do and in our program in particular is 
having the community and the support. And so we are surrounded by women who are on the same path, the same journey, have sometimes similar strengths and weaknesses, sometimes different strengths and weaknesses, and all of it's, it's fabulous. But where our community is there to help lift each other up and to give some self self-love as well as some um, tough love at times. So we utilize that community every single day. The other piece of our community that we have in place, we also have, have live virtual like this, virtual live calls that we give our clients as a big community. So like one huge one that we offer, plus we split up our members into small cohorts and they have mentors or coaches that are in in charge of their, their group, their cohort. And so those ladies are, are able to connect and communicate on a smaller and a smaller group on a deep level. And I have found that giving that community and having a structure with it, right. Just putting it in place is one thing, but actually having a structure as to how they can connect with each other has impacted these women's lives to the next level. They have found that, you know, there are other women who feel the same. They also are able to see, okay, this woman right here had the same struggles as me and here are her tips. Here are the things that she did to help her. And so they're able to bounce those ideas off of each other. That part is huge. I mean, we definitely have other tactical things. Like I, I discussed the affirmations, other tactical things that we do with our clients, but that community is the, the next level as far as we go from awareness to actually put it in, in practice. Because when you put it in practice, what you find quickly, again, with anything you do is that it's not perfect, right? It's a, it's a mm -hmm. learning curve. And so they find this not only with like, okay, well, I missed a workout or, okay, well, I'm talking negative to myself again. And so pulling them back into that community has been super impactful for them. Yeah. And just that accountability aspect. That's amazing. And you're from Tennessee. So do you have a lot of people in your program that are local or are they virtual as well? Uh, both, all of the above. So we do have some local ladies and I, I always say that simply because I live here and I have obviously personal friend connections in the area. And so we do have a really strong group in the Nashville area, but we have women across the globe, like across seas. We've got some in Europe with Scotland, like other places that aren't even in the U S 99% of our clients are in the U S but we do have some in Canada and then overseas as well. So we reach everyone. That's the beauty of us being an online lifestyle is that, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, where life takes you, we can go with you. <laughs> That's encouraging for people who are like, oh, I really want to find a community, but I don't know anyone in my local community. You can always join programs like this and just find those people that are going to help you hold you accountable to, you know, helping you get better at your improving your wellness or your self, your positive self-talk. Yeah. We also do in-person community meetups. So again, we're virtual, but like I said, we have pockets of clients in uh, Nashville and Austin and, you know, wherever. And so the clients that are living in certain areas together will do in-person meetups. And so we do those monthly. We really encourage our members to meet up monthly in person because that's a totally different connection. And we find that they are really able to have a better virtual connection when they know each other in person. 
Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great idea to like branch out first virtually, but then, you know, come together in a local community. I love that. Do you find like having those people in your community or just like holding yourself accountable to eat better or have better self-positive talk? How does that impact goals for your overall wellness? Yeah. So just having, having that accountability in, in place is the number one predictor of success. Really? It is, it is, it is the piece, whether we're talking wellness or anything in life, business related, it is the key indicator of your success, but not your short-term success, because I'll be real honest with you. I don't care so much about my members making you know, adjustments on the scale in six weeks. I am more concerned about their overall wellness long-term, the long-term sustainability of it. And so when you're talking accountability, that is what's impacting your long-term success. So can you, you know, count calories and drop 15 pounds in six weeks? Sure. Are you going to put that back on? 100% yes, (laughs) unless you have the support and the accountability and really a plan that's sustainable, right? Because we can't starve ourselves forever. We have a sustainable plan that's going to get, get us there. And so, you know, I obviously look at this a lot with wellness because that's my business, but I also look at this with my own personal self and uh, business because, I see this with when I am in kind of a rut, you know, we all get to those places where we're like, okay, I feel kind of like, eh, or I'm in a plateau or so we can get that in that position in business as well. And so having an accountability partner, having a business coach has helped me push myself out of that and go to the next level with my business or think about things a different way on a different level. And the same within our community with that accountability. So the, and I will say this from our, you know, seeing our own statistics with our members and seeing who is participating in our community and who is showing up live. We have live workouts. We have those live educational trainings that they can participate in. The people that are showing up for those, the people that are checking in daily in our community are the ones that stick with it, are the ones that have the best physical results, mental, emotional, spiritual results. And they're the ones that go the long-term game, you know, they're in it for the marathon and that's what wellness is all about. So there's a ton of research obviously out there on accountability. And we have seen that also in our business that you are 90% more likely to make this a lifestyle. If you have the accountability. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that so much too. Like you have to, you know, draw people in on your dream and and have them invested in you to help them, uh, to help you move forward and to help keep you accountable. And it's crazy because it seems like you always hear these pieces of advice, but you don't know it until you actually start implementing it, how effective it is. So um, yeah, even like, for example, I have a business mentor and I was doubting myself the other day. I asked her questions like, well, is this even this part of something even possible? And she was like, you need to ask yourself in a different way. Like you can either find proof that it's not possible or you can find proof that it is possible. Um, And she used a coin analogy. She said, you can't be looking at both sides of of the coin at once. You're either looking at the side that's showing you proof that it's not possible or you're looking at the side that's showing you proof that it is possible. So even like that that just tiny mindset shift of 
think of it this way and not that way is so good with accountability. And I also love how you mentioned long-term success because so many people now we live in this world where everyone wants instant gratification, but we need to keep those long-term goals in mind because otherwise you're just living for the short term and nothing's really going to stick in the short term or I mean in the long term if you're just focused on the on the short term so in order to get the long-term success do you work on on the why behind why your clients want to improve their wellness so every single day from day one (laughs) yes we do uh so that is that is my ultimate goal is for a woman to come to us and enter our lifestyle and treat it as such. You know, it's, I I don't even like to say it's a program. It's truly a lifestyle. It is a different way to think and to walk through your day in all aspects every day forever and ever and ever. And so my goal is for women to walk to into our program and our lifestyle and for it to become them. And so I never want a woman to walk in and think, okay, well, now I need to meal plan. And now I need to look at my macronutrients. And now I need to check in on the community and have all these things on a list that are, are an additional items on their plate. That's not our goal. And that's not how we want our women to approach again, the mindset of coming into this. And so we want them to understand how we can utilize the tools that we're giving them and incorporate it in what they're doing already in their life. And that's how we create that mindset. And we talk about a why from day one. And I say day one, we have a prep week before we actually start, get our clients in so they can kind of, you know, get their bearings and everything. And so we talk about this in, in prep week before they even start official day one of the why and how the why and why the why is so important. And so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about how we do that. If you want to know like yes, I do details know. <laughs> and tactical things there for sure. Um, but the other piece of what we do just throughout our lifestyle is we teach the why behind the how. And when I say that, I mean, you know, there are millions of workouts available at your fingertips, right. On a regular basis, there, there are recipes, like there's, there's so much that we can access easily, but it doesn't teach you why right? You can do a leg workout, but why, why are you doing that leg workout? And why are you doing it Tuesday? And why do you want to work your legs? And so do you even understand what you're doing other than, I mean, I should probably use my legs because they're important body parts. We teach our clients all of that. Why behind the house. So we don't just say here, go do this because I said, so we give them the education. So the educational training behind everything that they do, whether it is, you're going to have a low carbohydrate day, or I want you to eat all the carbohydrates today. You know, all the, the nutritional aspects that we give our clients in our program, we tell them why they're doing that. Uh, Plus the the workouts, we tell them why and what we're doing to change things as well as like have metabolism and hormones. We, you know, we, we 
touch on all of those things because our women are forties uh, and older. And so we touch on all the wellness aspects, but the education is, is powerful. You know, the education is what we are going to use at when we get into those ruts, right. When we get into those times where we think, Oh, I feel stuck or, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this. We, our mind immediately goes back to what we've learned. And that's our reminder on the back of our head, right? I know you don't want to, but here is why you're doing this because you learned X, Y, and Z. So that's a whole nother piece of, of the why as far as what we're teaching our clients. But in the very beginning, we teach them how to find their why. And I think that you, you utilizing the why is kind of overfed in our, in our society a lot, like, oh, what's your why? What's your why? Right. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a buzzword of your why. And I, I think it's great because we are digging deeper into everything that we're focused on and our goals of, you know, finding a why for it, but we, we need to have a process for finding the why. And, and so I can kind of explain what I do with my clients. If, if you want me to go into that. Yes. You're at, you're answering my next question. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So, so again, the why is a buzzword, you know, what's your why, what's your why? And if I were to ask a woman sitting in front of me right now, who has come to me and said, okay, I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. What I've always done is no longer working for me. Like these are all things I hear on a daily basis. Um, and I were to ask this woman, okay, what's your why? Immediately, these are the answers I get. I want to lose 20 pounds. I can't fit in any of my jeans. Like those are the immediate whys, right? And and they're not bad necessarily, but they're what I call surface level whys. Great. You want to lose 20 pounds, but you also wanted to lose 20 pounds five years ago. So that why is telling me it's not, it's not deep enough. It's not a true enough why to you. So we have to dig. And so what I do with my clients is called the five why challenge. So what you do is you simply ask the why question five times. So you say, okay, you want to change your life. You want to go on this wellness journey. Why? Okay. You ask it that one time. And again, that it normally is, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. That's where we're going to start with. You want to lose 20 pounds. That's your first why. And now you're going to ask it again with that answer. So the second why is why do you want to lose 20 pounds? And so then you answer that. So I'll just give you an example. Uh, let's say this woman says, okay, why do I want to lose 20 pounds? Because none of my clothes fit. Okay. So we'll, we'll ask it a third time. Why do none of your clothes fit? Well, uh, none of my clothes fit because I'm lacking energy and, um, I, I'm just, I just feel fatigued. Let's just say I, I have no energy throughout my day. Okay. Why do you want to create more energy in your day? Why do you want to create that? And so then you dig in again. And so at the end of the five Y challenge, you no longer want to lose 20 pounds. It's more like, let's say this woman answers with why she wants to uh, create more energy. She wants to be able to live a full life with her grandchildren and be able to be very active with her grandchildren. Okay. Like that's, that's something I've, I've heard before. So we started with, I want to lose 20 pounds and we finished with, I want to be a lively grandmother and live a full life as a grandma. 
That's huge. That's impactful. Like that's your why. That's why you are setting out to go on this wellness journey. And so that's the why that we're looking for. So we start very surface level because you know it's 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 a, it's hard to dig into our emotions and our feelings and and what we really want out of life because it, it's easy just to, you know, check it off and say, "Why? Okay." just lose a little weight. That's great. I'm just, just check that off and move, move on. Um, so when we dig into that, we really get to the root and we really can start a meaningful and impactful journey. And I always tell my clients that that that's where you start. But again, like the weeds analogy, you have to go back to it. It's not a one and done. Your why changes because you change, because you're always growing. You are always evolving and your why is going to as well. And so I always tell my clients when they feel like they're in a plateau or in a rut or, you know, they'll say, I don't have motivation. Well, nobody has motivation all day, every day. Um, but when they, when they get to that point and they feel like they've been there for, you know, two months or so, I will always say, okay, what's your why? When was the last time you revisited your why? And when we go back through it, oftentimes it's, it's very different because they're different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. That's a lot of information. And I love it because it's just, you can work through those five whys, even, um, probably like set aside a time for yourself, right? Where you're just sitting there thinking of it because um, my mind automatically is like, okay, maybe I can do that on the way to town to run errands or something. Um, yes. Just set aside time doing it so that you can be intentional with like, but asking yourself those deeper questions, probably getting yourself an accountability partner to ask those questions mm -hmm. with would be a good thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So do you kind of I'll finish it out with this question. Do you focus on like a reflection time of remind you said you remind yourself of the why, but how often should people reflect on their why and really like their overall wellness journey? Mm -hmm. Great question. I would say every day I <laughs> go back to my why every single day and there's, there's always reflection and I will preface this by saying I am a go, go, go kind of person. I am a, I have a million things on my list that I want to accomplish every single day. And so stopping, pausing, reflecting is not really in my DNA, <laughs> but I have created that time intentionally. And that's what it's all about. It's being intentional. We all have the same 24 hours. We are all busy. We all have a million things going on. It's about what you're intentional, where your priorities are and how you're gonna be intentional about your time. And I will say this every single day. I highly recommend that you take the time to reflect daily and that you, in that reflection, that part of that is revisiting your why, saying it to yourself, saying it out loud. I will, I keep it on my phone. And so I see it every day on my phone as a reminder. So whatever works for you, obviously that doesn't have to be that way. Um, you can put it on your affirmations. Like I said, I have them in my bathroom on a post-it note. So it could be there too, at the very top was your why. And then those, those affirmations at the bottom could work for you. But I spend time every day, um, reflecting in, in many different ways. The first thing that I do is I, uh, write out my gratitude and then, and I, let me just say this, I, this is maybe five minutes of my day. Like we all have five minutes of our day. Right. So part of the reflecting is the gratitude. Um, the second part is, is acknowledging again, if you're, if you're a doer is acknowledging 
what you did well, like revisit those big threes of that day and acknowledge job well done to yourself every single day. Uh, revisiting my why is part of the reflection. And then the last part for me when I wrap up every day is to plan tomorrow. Always plan tomorrow today and you'll be two steps ahead. So that's that's part of my kind of reflection at the end, at the end of the day. And then I often at the beginning of the day, I'll do my gratitude at the beginning of the day. And then at the end of the day, that's all part of, of that mindset piece um, and part of what, what we teach our clients to. Well, I have learned so many things that I need to implement now, <laughs> but I need to pick the top three. So don't overwhelm myself. That's right. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for your time today. Do you want to just share where people can find you really quick before we get off? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are on all the social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, we're all those places. Burn Fat and Feast is our name. So you can find us all of those. We also have a podcast. It's called the Burn Fat and Feast podcast. We try to keep it super simple for everyone to find us. Um, and you can find us on our website, burnfatandfeast.com. We offer uh, monthly free trainings to anybody that wants to learn more about what we do and how we do things. We do uh, free live trainings. We do a free five-day training. So just visit our website and you can find out all that information. Perfect. Thank you. And I love your little BFF logo. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. works out perfectly, especially for the community aspect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Do you own a small business and need help with your numbers? It just happens that I, the host of this show, Carly Welty, has a bookkeeping business. Knowing your numbers is definitely top five things you should absolutely, without a doubt, no questions asked, prioritize in your business. You might be scared because you think your numbers are a mess, but I can help you get them organized and keep them organized going forward. Go to my website, carlywelty.com to book a free consultation call to get quoted today. Are you just starting your business and you have more expenses than income? I can help with that too. Look on my website to see if my DIY bookkeeping template is right for you. Right now, get 10% off my template with the code PODCAST. What another great conversation. Let's talk about the biggest takeaways. Number one, finding the beauty within takes awareness of self-talk. If you say something enough, it becomes your reality, your truth. Sarah emphasizes how important positive self-talk is. She made a great analogy, which I love, saying that working on your mindset, having positive self-talk is like pulling weeds in a garden. You don't pull them once and then walk away. It's a continued work in progress. Number two, write down affirmations and read them daily. Number three, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Sarah just briefly mentions this, but I thought it'd be a great reminder for those of us that have shiny object syndrome. Pick a couple of things to focus on and keep your focus on them. Number four, 20% of your efforts relate to 80% of your accomplishments. Choose your one domino to focus on and that will allow other things to fall into place. Number five, community is so valuable. Surround yourself with community who will help you reach your long-term goals, whether it be diet, exercise, business, or anything for that matter. Number six, know your why. Sarah talks about knowing the why behind the how. She is referring to educating yourself as to why something will produce a specific result. She also talks about knowing your why for your motivation to reach a certain goal. The way to really find your why is to ask why five times to get to the deepest part of your why, which is the most impactful. 
Number seven, reflect daily on your why and your journey. Reflect on gratitude, acknowledge a job well done that day, reflect on your why, and plan your next day. Thank you for listening to the Path of Resistance podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. I would also love to hear from you through email or my Instagram, which are both linked in the show notes. Message me and tell me your biggest takeaways from this episode. Talk to you next time.